hey Kenny it's Kenny this is entry number 13 and I'm here with Austin Harmon hey what's up dude or what what's your your wrestling name guy cool yes sir hell yeah has that been your that's been your name since you started you haven't like went through changes have you um no they have changed my name a few times oh really take my gum out of my mouth here um yeah, when you do TV, you're at the whim to whatever they want you to do. Oh, okay. So the first time, they actually did use my real name, and uh, that was kind of the point of changing my name and making a different character, I felt. Right. So uh, I asked them if they could change it back and uh, or do something different with it. Um, eventually, they called me Guy Tweakasetti, which was a fun character change. <laughs> Guy Tweakasetti? Tweakasetti, like, like like Italian, but they focused on the tweak part, and I was basically similar to Tweak from uh, South Park in okay. I can spasmatic. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that vibe. Were you Are you like a South Park fan? Uh, yeah, of course. You know, we all were, right, growing up? Yeah. Like, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge South Park fan. I went to the concert, like the 25th anniversary concert in Colorado, like, last summer. Uh, like, not this past summer, but the summer before with my girlfriend. And then I have, again, like we were talking about before this, where I'm trying to get the podcasting going. I actually have everything at home, uh, including these the, the big cardboard cutouts of the four boys and Randy to that I want to use to start a podcast. Because there is no real like South Park rewatch podcast at, where like where they just kind of go through the episodes. Like it's somebody that's going through the episodes. A lot of times it's people from the show, but then. You know, there's a ton of shows where it's just random people that are fans that do that. And there isn't one for South Park. And so me and my girlfriend are such big fans. I'm trying to do that. But it's like such a planned thing. Because you see how this is. This was like I got here like an hour ago, set all this stuff up. And then you come in and we're off to the races talking about wrestling in South Park. (laughs) You know, but that one's one where you have to like watch it and plan kind of like. You have to go over the episode be like, okay, so the boys are standing at the bus stop. This is their first time that we meet them doing this and you know, all oh, this joke was hilarious. Like, you know what I mean? You got to go through it. So it's much more preparation, but I hope to like ha- get that started like next year. Cause I love South park so much, but, that, uh, that'd be fun. I've always wanted to do like a reaction video and I like watching those too. Yeah. And I just figure South park's such a big thing that actually we already have the name. The name would be uh, man bear podcast. Okay. Nice. So, <laughs> <laughs> a way, a way to uh, pay homage to the, show obviously but uh how quickly because i feel like you like i wonder how quickly you came up on my radar because that's a weird thing because about like you know i do i'm a comic you're a wrestler we actually went to high school together um which is how we originally know each other and middle middle school too i'm wondering yeah i'm wondering when we came on each other's radars for like doing like because I don't remember seeing another name other than Guy Cool. So I'm wondering how long it took me to... I remember you starting... Did you go to like a wrestling school? Yeah, I went to a school. Um, I'm really glad the one I picked. Uh, it's called Santino Bros Wrestling Academy with their reputation. Like some of yeah. their guys are in like WWE and AEW, right. stuff like that. So um, we've got a good reputation of putting out good guys. And, you know, so that I have that stamp of approval where I can use that. to. It's like having a good college degree in the wrestling world, if right. you will. How long and how, when did you start wrestling? Uh, I started training September 2014. I was 28. Okay, so that's what it was. Is I was doing jujitsu heavily, and I remember like I had I had been doing jujitsu like basically full time then for like a year, and then I remember seeing you being like, "I'm going to dive into this thing I've always wanted to do and try it," and be like, "Oh, cool!" Like I feel like I'm doing that because wrestling or jujitsu was my 
comedy before comedy, I guess I would say. But I was never like athletically inclined, so I just trained a ton of jujitsu, got good like technique-wise, but I was never like a good competitor. I wasn't ever gonna be like a you know an adult because adult is like the you know eighteen to thirty. And that's the age bracket where, like, even the really good, like, 30-something-year-olds are going and competing in adult. And that's how you, like, show, like, I'm an adult world champion or I've won adult Pan Ams. And I just wasn't a great competitor. Like, I, you know, proficient in technique, can pick up the technique, can do it, can be good in class and everything. But I just, competing-wise, I don't know what it was. I wasn't super great. But I wanted to, I was, like, on the path of, like, I wanted to get my black belt, which I, you know, still am still working on it. And I wanted to open a school. And then I ended up having to stop training for like a year and a half because I was uh, for work. Basically, I was like work growing weed down in San Diego. And when I came back, I was like, all right, I can either afford to pay for a jujitsu membership or I can afford to drive around and try out this comedy thing. And then once I tried comedy, it's like that was it's the only thing I've ever been like good at. Like I started out doing it. And I had like some type of like inclination natural came natural to yeah you. to do it but i remember i definitely remember training you know i would go at that time 2014 i would go every couple weeks and trade with brad because he, when he had his gym still and so i would go down i would trade with him Love you, brad yeah i remember seeing you posting that you were going to school and just based on the nod of like because you see everybody on social media and the nod of being like oh yeah this guy's also doing like a thing that he really wants to do so i think that's that's uh sick and everybody that gets to do that is pretty like pretty lucky to at least like go try out those things that they want. Cause so many people get stuck. I feel like in, you know, the monotonous of life or just things they have to do and they don't have the time or funds or whatever it is to go do that. Um, how with wrestling, like how, like how, how far have you come <laughs> through, through wrestling? Cause I, I, I'm constantly doing that with comedy where even driving over here today, I was thinking about how, like I'm, I'm, you know, kind of go about to go on this tour uh, over the next like six months. You know, going out once or twice a month to different cities and everything, and how happy I am to do that. But how unfortunately unsatisfied I am in the sense of like, oh, this is just like the beginning. I have to do more and go farther and all that stuff. Like I when when two years ago, if this was you told me I was doing this, I'd be like, yeah, I'll just be happy. I'll just be happy doing this. So how far have you come doing in wrestling? I love that you talked about that because in wrestling, entertainment, music, whatever you want to, you know, entertainment period, what we're yeah. doing, um, it's really hard not to compare yourself to others. And um, I think the first podcast I did was like my rookie year and I had said, I'm glad I said it because I'm living it. I said, if I'm still just working the same shows five, 10 years from now, I'll be, I should be so lucky because I'm still right. living my dream. Like I had the career. I wasn't happy. You know, I was driving home every day, just going to work and going, watching Netflix and had a girlfriend and I still wasn't happy, man. And, and I felt unfulfilled. And so I think anyone that takes the chance to do something they love, um, that's to be commended. You know what I mean? Right. Like even just trying, like even the, the students, when they, they find out day one, this isn't for me. I think that's, there's, that's a win still. You tried it and you yeah. got to fall in love with it even more and you have a deeper appreciation for it now. Um, so I just try to always keep that in mind that regardless of how far I do or don't go that I do this cause I love it. I never did it for the money. Um, I made that mistake with music. Like when you said right. my jujitsu was your comedy before comedy, that was my my wrestling before wrestling was right. music. I tried to do the band thing, couldn't keep one together. And then 
I was like, I can show up to wrestling practice myself. So that's how that got started. Um, and so to answer your question, I've made it as far as I would like to, as far as I could go tell my five-year-old self, dude, you're on television. Yeah. You know, like um, I work for United Wrestling Network. Um, thank you, Dave Marquez and uh, everyone there. Uh, Dan Hill, Aaron Stevens, uh, all, so many people who have given me chances to be on television. My fifth match ever, or sixth match ever, was on television. And That's it was sick, man. terrifying. And they gave me a chance, and I didn't suck, you know? So they brought me back. And, you know, years later now, I'm uh, at the Irvine Improv, which is cool. Cause yeah, that's what I was going to say is you're doing <laughs> – both both of us have done the Irvine Improv. Yeah, I love that. I love that venue. <laughs> which, is, which is a funny a funny thing they do. They they're, Are they still doing those? Do they do them, like, monthly or – yeah, they do them. Um, they were doing them every month. Uh, they had a little bit of a hiatus uh, for the last few months, but they're coming back December 17th uh, here at Long Beach, actually, not too far from where I'm at, you know. Nice. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. So, you know, to be able to be on TV, I have that footage for the rest of my life wrestling with guys that I watched on TV, you know. Um, some of them I've been fortunate to be in the ring with, like Aaron Stevens and stuff. So it's been really cool to be able to like look at this footage, uh, uh, you know, a professional, you know, production, not right. just me and some veteran hall and my friend <laughs> filming it. You know, I have tons of that footage, but that's what really, you know, is to me like I've made it in that sense. I'm on TV because there's guys that have been wrestling 20 years on the indie circuit that have never been on this television program. And that's their goal before they retire, right. just to make it on there one time. And here I am a regular, you know, so I'm yeah, so that's fortunate awesome, for that. Congrats. That's, Thanks. That's really sick. And then you. Not only you were, I know you were wrestling. Did you do tag team as well? Yeah, yeah. You were doing tag team and then you were managing, doing like some managing as yeah. well. I saw that. Yeah, so they made me a manager and then like um, it was, we called it the free bird rule. If you guys know that, it's like an old wrestling, there's like three of them, but there's a tag team. There's only two. So you never know which two of the three will be in there. Oh, okay. It was, so it's, it, it's, one of them acts as the man. You guys kind of rotate acting as manager. I was that? the main manager, but then uh, unfortunately one of the guys got injured, so I stepped in because nice. I'm a competent well, not nice wrestler. Injury, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I mean, for me, I got the opportunity um, due to an unfortunate circumstance, but I did my job, and because I'm one of the, I'm probably the only act, like one of the few managers I'll say who's a wrestler as well. So right. I was able to step in and just you know fill the spot. So that's that, a, that was cool. That's really that's. Really awesome. And then those small shows, I've been to one back in the, like, I mean, 10 or more years ago. I went to my, because I have some, I have a group of friends, actually, I haven't seen in a while, but they're into, like, that, like, indie, indie wrestling. In fact, it's punk rock. It's so fun. Did you ever, did you ever meet in your days at a guy who was an announcer? His name was Angelo Trinidad? Yes. Yes, so yes, he, and yes. he ended up moving. He moved to Fort Worth mm -hmm. uh, recently, like like last, like a year ago or something. He's like, it's like I remember I knew Angelo because he was the manager of a GameStop, and really good friends with a guy that I worked at PetSmart with, who was super into our like Venn diagram overlapped on over UFC. We would go watch like all the early UFCs together. I don't know if you remember like the National Sports Bar and Grill. Mm -hmm. um, they would have they would cover like their pool tables and have UFC there and so through this friend i met angelo and then he was like the manager of like my local GameStop over in like the cerritos mall area by where hometown buffet used to be and uh yeah that's how and so that's how i know those guys and then i was i remember this was i went to one before angelo was even actually part of like before he became like the ring announcer for any of those and it is fun it's like fun and you can see the like it's really awesome, especially compared to something like WWE, where you're con we're seeing that on TV and as great as it is. And I was like a huge fan 
you know, during The Rock's ascension. Like, I remember The Rock and the Nation of Domination, and then when he became, like, The Rock, and I was like, you know, wa- went wild with the people's elbow. I've always been trying to do the people's eye, or the, the eyebrow, all of that shit. But uh, those shows, I could see how it's, like, addicting and how cool it must be, for how cool it is for kids, because there's kids that are just like, you suck, straight to the guy's face. And then the guy's, like, yelling at a kid, like, this close, and the kid's kind of scared, but having a good time. And then... I mean, I even in this one I watched they let a kid hit one of the wrestlers. Like he brought him up, and he's like, "You hit him!" And they, the the funny part is that the kid even pulled the punch. Like the kid, the a little kid, he like knew like I'm not really gonna hit this guy in the head as hard as I can. But it was just like everybody kind of in on it, and then it's just like watching that wrestling, you know, five feet from you. It's uh, it kind of spoiled the spoiled it in the sense of like I, I can't imagine a unless I was going to like WrestleMania or something, just being in an arena far away is kind of like, ah, that's not nearly as good as like, you're right there. And they're just flying through there, seeing some of this stuff. And similar to comedy. It's like, it's great. I've seen you at the rec room. We're killing it by the way. And you know, even if you're at the very back seat, which is actually where I was like the back row, you're still really close. It's an intimate feel. And like versus a a big stadium comedy show you're not going to feel that connection to the comic and that's the beauty of independent wrestling you're right there like when we chop each other you get to feel that right there (laughs) yeah you you feel the the you see the ring you know give the boards give because of our body weight hitting it you know and so like that's the and where else can't tell me where else in life can you go give someone the finger to their face tell them like you said you suck whatever get your anger out for the day and then there's no ramifications for it like in regular life you do that anywhere else there's something gonna go wrong you know what i mean so it's like a beautiful thing they get to go it's therapy i think for the wrestlers and for the fans and and we all come together and it's this you know cool you know passion thing we all have just like comedy we all like to laugh and of course you get to make them laugh we get to laugh everyone leaves happy you know it's this beautiful thing yeah entertainment and sports entertainment you know (laughs) (laughs) they do go hand in hand and i wanted remember we brought up uh, having you do a commentary someday for a show they do that where they'll have like a a live mic and with over the loudspeakers so the you know the audience can hear it and laugh along so it's not just whoever's watching at home right and it i really feel it adds uh, to the show when it's done right and it can't it hasn't been it has been done wrong where it's about the comic maybe making fun of the wrestlers a little too much and 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 you know uh like not you know like yeah I could, I could see i could definitely see that where it's like in service of the show yeah. not in service of like the individual or just in service of getting the joke off or even I could just see a comic going heavy on the on just making a ton of like gay jokes <laughs> for things that are going on but there's some there's a funny ass I saw this like I think it was in Mexico this wrestler like I I, I should have fucking had it ready and pulled this up it, it's just a dude uh holding another guy and then he's got him in like like by the like so that he's like got his hands behind his back and he's swinging his head oh. into the other guy's dick. Like oh, he's yeah. just swinging him into it. And it's one of the, like I don't know. There's so much. It's funny because I feel like if you like like wrestling is one of those. I wouldn't I wouldn't call, say it's homophobic by any means, but there's definitely like a hey like don't fucking I'm not gay fool like but. They do some hilariously gay stuff like that. Yeah, like I, I personally do a move where I twist the guy's nipple and he's like, yeah. ah, you know, stuff like that. Or if like I try to like grab his arm and he doesn't go, I'll like look around, I'll look at my hand, I'll spank their butt, and then they open their arm, and then I can yeah. grab it, you know. So I personally, my character is pretty, uh, di- I think, different and co- comical in that way. And that's that's a fun yeah. thing about wrestling too. It doesn't, 
I don't think it should always be serious. It's like a circus. There's you know something for everyone. There is that match that's hardcore going as far as like wrestling moves, being boom boom, you know, um, high flying, all that stuff. The two big heavyweights, hoss fights. There's you know the big versus small. All all kinds of different stories you can tell, and that's what that's what I really like about it is it's a storytelling platform, and that's what I think is being lost in the art of professional wrestling today. Is it's based on moves. It's Dan Johnson versus Timmy Thompson. They're both from Ohio and one's from Wisconsin they're gonna go wrestle for the championship and well who do I give a shit about I don't give a shit about either of these guys and I think the characters are missing today and that but that's what I try to I just try to be what I like about wrestling and what I miss about wrestling because we grew up like you said with The Rock and all these guys The Rock Stone Cold Steve Austin The Undertaker you know now it's you know John McGillicuddy and you know all this (laughs) stuff and I'm just like ah when's the last time you do I mean obviously you being a wrestler I'm sure you kind of go watch some of the old stuff but when's the last time you watched like a promo the promo from The Rock those mm. still hold up. Like today, if you put on like a they come a, up on Instagram a, a and stuff. promo and stuff, like they all, like I will, I'll, I'll stop and watch it every time. I usually send them to my dad, and they still hold up so well. They do, yeah. Like They're the, still very entertaining. The Rock was really was was so funny, and for everything that like I I mean congratulations to him. Obviously, give him his like flowers and like all that stuff. Like of everything he's been able to accomplish, but it's funny because I don't know if you listen to. Uh, Joe Rogan's podcast at all. Yes. But The Rock was on the podcast. And I would say that was actually the disappointing thing to me was hearing his, because I listened to it yesterday and it's um, the whole time. It got a little bit better towards the end. He started to open up, but he's definitely like the, so corporate, like he's so corporate and so don't say like the wrong thing now or give maybe even his real opinion on something because it's all just like keep everything in front of me, stay corporate. And like the podcast was a lot of him. It was that it was almost like a, it was almost like watching him do an interview on, you know, NBC because he would, he would, uh, he would definitely, he would like, wasn't re- the real him. It, yeah. He would reiterate the question. He'd be like, I, I'm so glad that you asked that, you know, and I want to know like how this is for you too. And then he would, it, it was like he <laughs> deflected a lot and it was, you know, I, I guess I don't know what I expected, I think it, it's hard because Rogan's had a lot of wrestlers on recently. Like he's had Hulk Hogan on, he's had Ric Flair, he had uh, Jake the Snake a while back, and those guys are all. I mean, especially like all those guys were very like open and everything. I mean, but obviously those guys don't have nearly as much to lose, you know, in twenty in the twenty twenties as like The Rock does. But it's just like it's kind of a bummer because it's like just remembering him being so wild and so real, you know what I mean? To be like, oh, you have to kind of be like this to be what you are now. Yeah, and that's what I hate about this day and age or this retroactive cancel culture BS. It's like I've seen stuff where like it's The Rock just cutting a promo and like, oh, look how inappropriate this is. He's making yeah. an, he's making a, a Chinese accent or something. It's <laughs> like, okay, like, but, you know, at the time no one was creating a fuss. I mean. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know. times have just, times have changed. And I mean, a lot of us, uh, I mean, I don't, I, me personally, for sure, I mean, part of the development as a human was around all of this like racial humor and stuff like that. And that's why it doesn't go away. And that's one of the reasons, I mean, to be honest with you, that's one of the reasons why we don't live forever because we're constant. It's like, we're constantly 
update it's like we're it's like we're it's like we're the hardware and the software is constantly updating and we can only update so far that's why your grandpa still calls them colored people <laughs> you know not specifically your grandpa but the, the grandpas out there that do is because the, the software is old and you can only update the software so much and we're in the you know we're in the same we're in the same boat where it's like for me a lot of those things are i'm like yeah i can't i can't get mad or or even really buy into like the cancel culture like stuff at all i think it only matters if you are somebody like as big as the rock like you know what i mean look at hulk hogan i mean hulk hogan has the the what there's like a video or audio of him saying like the n-word and everything and nobody i mean hulk is also he's not mainstream in the spotlight making millions of dollars still off of like this mainstream nbc abc fox whatever it is stuff so it's like that coming out it's like people could be mad at him or whatever but it's like you can't you can only cancel the people that are actually huge you know what i mean yes, i mean I, I agree to an extent because i've seen a lot of people get canceled even on you know the the indie circuit you know whatever and for just justifiable reasons i'll right. say for sure um so you know i mean there are reasons yes that someone shouldn't be given i think a platform especially live in front of you know where kids go and stuff like that if they're committing domestic violence stuff oh, like that course, yeah. but like but for like having said you know for for like you know like for that example i said like the rock did a chinese accent because whatever i don't know the circumstances at the, at the time but they they just take that clip and then right. they run it next to like john cena actually you know saying doing chinese and like <laughs> oh look how more refined the wrestlers are nowadays it's like okay like that's a weird like you can you can take any you know two clips and and cut them against each other and and say one's worse than the other nowadays and that and like i like what dave chappelle said and that's why i respect comedians so much and uh what you guys do is because you guys are like the last of the people who are able to just like that's what comedians are supposed to be able to do is take what's going on and make us all laugh about it and we it's a healing thing right you know and and it it's it really is and so like i said it's therapeutic and if they don't have the freedom to do that then that's i think uh, an approach on the free speech and all that you know and right. so like but i understand you know intent and, and all that but i mean if, if the intent is to make people laugh like kramer yelling the n-word was was there's no way to spin that that's just a guy losing it you know what i mean and being racist but if you know people want to talk about the funny differences between different races we should be able to do that and laugh and not go hey i do that like i think it's funny like george lopez said uh white people name their their kids at their cities daleks phoenix phoenix austin and i'm like <laughs> ah, that's me and i was happy that i got to get made fun of and you know what yeah. i mean like and i related i didn't want like hey my name's austin here you know? I, I would say that that's actually the weirdest one of the weirdest things doing comedy is watching how people will be happy and laughing until it's about them which is like the most odd thing that's something that's very odd to me and i feel like that's where the at least the attempt at cancel culture and what i mean by by i mean getting canceled for those things like getting canceled for for something like you know the rock making fun of asian people uh you know 20 years ago or even hulk hogan using the n-word i mean canceling people for those things obviously like domestic violence uh sexual assault of any kind stuff like that that's like very black and white and mm -hmm. very easy to be like yeah you shouldn't maybe be someone with like a platform <laughs> you, you know what i mean or some something influential if you're doing those things i think it comes down to those uh, to you know 
political beliefs. I mean, so, so many people just get like, like so many people don't want to even like talk to people that are of another political belief or yeah. um, don't agree with them. I think that stuff is all bubble people, all mostly uh, a product of social media and it mostly exists on social media. Yes. You know what I mean? Because in person, that's usually what everybody talks. Everybody usually has that same line for the most part of, yeah, if you're doing, if you're actually assaulting somebody, domestic violence, sexual assault, anything like that, like, yeah, that's a hard line. But then everything else is like a gray area. Like, you know what I mean? And it just depends, like you said, like it depends on the intent of, you know, what people are trying to do. And that's why, you know, like I said, for me, I don't really worry about it. I get a few, you know, things like I said retarded on a like there's a clip on YouTube where I ask a guy I was like well I was like you must be drunk otherwise you're retarded and then somebody was like I've been watching your videos and I can't believe you would say that and blah, like all this stuff and then the problem is a lot of people because because I'm black whenever they bring that up they automatically start they try to relate it to me like I'm not going to understand by bringing up me being black and I'm like well you can't use that because I like Number one, I have a joke. I have a joke where I say the N word, hard R. So it's like you can't say that I would never say that. So because that's usually what they'll be like, you would never say that or like never be okay with someone saying that. And I was like, it's comedy. Like I don't, I don't get mad at that kind of stuff. There are some times where I go, huh? Like, um, and it's usually not with that. It's usually with the gay N word <laughs> is the one that people because people most people don't want to say the N word. Most people, but most so many people don't want to give up the that word. And I was just in Austin and there were a lot of comics saying that word. And I was, and there's nothing, again, there's nothing wrong with saying it. I, I don't have a joke where I say it because I don't think there's a joke. There's no joke that I have that's funny enough for the right to say it. Even the joke that I have with the N word in it is, it's a funny joke. Like I can't just say it. Nobody can. I mean, even if it's a black person, if you're not being funny and you're saying that, like, I know plenty of black people that have jokes with the N-word in it, obviously, like with a hard R, and those are funny jokes. Even if their joke wasn't funny, you'd kind of be like, oh, that's not... Like shock? Not, <laughs> yeah, it's like shocking, and that's what everything... In, or they're in, going for the shock value of it in or something? Austin, in Austin, when people were being... Like, it was a thing where, like, at some point, I was like, oh, this is kind of just homophobic. Like, it's not necessarily... It's like, it's not funny. Or it was just calling people in the audience that it was like one of them was like, I won't, I won't like throw anybody in the, under the bus by name, but there's like a fairly popular comedian. On, uh, you know what I mean? That he at Joe Rogan's club, literally his joke is like, your phones are locked up now. Um, what? Cause they do, do those yonder bags where everybody's phones are locked up. Oh, He's yeah. like, Oh, phones are locked up. You guys, I can say anything. This can be wild. <laughs> like, Oh, you're a, like you know what I mean? Just, just to, to an audience, just to an audience member, and it's like, well, that's not really like a funny joke. That is that is just actually homophobic. But also, it's a it's a much different. Like I hadn't been out of I I hadn't been like to the south in a while, probably like fifteen years, and so it was like, oh yeah, it is different. It's different here. The people were into it, and I won't go as far. I'm not gonna you know go as far to be like everybody's homophobic and everybody. It's like it's just it's a different it's a different sense of humor. And it was something I would say that was like, it took me a while to come around. When I first started doing comedy, comedy of all things is the thing that made me stop saying that word. Because of just being around comedy and people being like, yeah, you can't just say it. Like, we can say anything. We can say anything we want. I don't want to stop saying that. And it's just, after a while, enough people are like, hey, dude, 
that's a hurtful word. You got to be like, all right, I guess <laughs> I've now changed my stance on that. But it's, it was wild in Austin uh, hearing that. I guess for you guys, it's not. You don't really have to do. It's not really people doing that much that much of that stuff anymore. People are like steering steering more clear. Yeah, of, I don't think like there's race a... of more like race play. Yeah, like people get canceled nowadays for like saying anything racial on on you know uh, like posting of, about it. Yeah, like um stuff like that um like if you make it a bucket of chicken joke or something now you'll get canceled for sure or and that was like fired. a huge that was that happened huge, recently do you remember when the, uh degeneration x just dressed up yes as the nation oh, of yes, domination well. and stuff and that was really funny like it wasn't i mean i didn't view that as same thing with uh with the rock and doing like the asian accent i mean the rock basically did special needs accent too <laughs> all the time like you know like, oh, yeah. all the time like he it was a thing where he would make me like making fun of i mean making fun of people but it was never it was, i don't know it was making fun of the person not making fun yeah. of the people yeah he wasn't like yeah, yeah. Like, like making fun of an actual you know handicapped person he was just like doing that kind of behavior but i mean yeah and that's the thing is you know you can take anything and view it in a specific context and that's that's what i liked about this recent um comedy special i saw it's called cheeseburger I, I forget the dean guy's name but his comedy is on netflix and um he says you know like you like like i i i just give you the the meat and the bun you dress it up you make the cheeseburger how it tastes you know what i mean and like you know like if he said something like oh like my my best friend's favorite you Andrew know. Santino. Yeah, yeah. So um, basically, he was just saying that you know, like, and and I was thinking if I ever did do comedy, I would like to have a lot of jokes that were like that, where it's like I say something and then people go, oh, I'm like, I didn't say it was this kind of a person. You all assumed it was, <laughs> right? And that's the thing, you know, like, and that's the and that's what people all assume something because of their own thing, but then they go, how dare you? And they assume that that person meant that when it didn't, or maybe it was something different, you know? And, and yeah, that's just the weird. Sp- age of spin and like i said it's oh dave Chappelle said it's not about right or wrong it's about less or which is worse you know what i mean and that's what people want right. to go well it's okay for this person because that person did something worse so they can go ahead and go back it's like of again course. like you said there's, there's either black and white and there are some gray areas and i think with like comedy really it shouldn't be you know as long as the intent is is to make someone laugh like whether it does or doesn't you know if, if the intent's there like you know i don't think there's anything that's untouchable like like they say you can't joke about rape and like jim jeffries does a joke about it in one of his specials and and everyone's laughing and he's like and i just proved it right now that i did it and i think you know and it was well it's all again well thought out and things that are well thought out and like actually are a joke and you and you come at it from a like a different angle a lot of the things where they're like you can't talk about this it's more that it's just been traped across already like that just so many people talk about because it's the taboo subjects are ones that a lot of comics try to tackle so like right now israel and palestine there's so many comics on every level from open mic to you know comics they're they're trying to find their spin on it to because if you can do because the person who does get the right spin on it the right joke like that's something that's gonna blow up and everything I personally find myself like I don't really want to do that. Like I don't really talk about those things. To be honest with you, I, I've been thinking about this a lot lately is I just talk about fucking dicks a lot. <laughs> like I talk about like sex and dicks and 
bullshit. You know and, what I mean? And, and I, I have other little things. I talk about my relationship with my girlfriend and stuff, but I always think of it as I think of it when I'm go like I'm gonna go to Tulsa and most of the people that are gonna see me in Tulsa, I'm gonna do seven shows. They're not gonna know. They're not gonna know much of who I am. So I feel like, especially the first time I'm go, the first and second, probably even third time I'm going to these cities, and people are kind of getting to know me um, in those scenes, as like from the audience perspective, is I'm like showing you who I am. Like I'm so going in and automatically, you know, talking about like just my opinions on like just going in and being like, I'm gonna talk about abortion about Israel and Palestine, about race relations, and, you know, the police. You know, if I'm going to talk about all these things, it's like you don't even know who I am or know much about me, so, like, why do you even want to hear what I have to say about it? Like, ma- mainly, that's why I think, you know, a lot of the comics that I watch, like it, like the Dave Chappelle's, the Joe Rogan's, the, the they're going to tackle those things and people already want to know their take on it like people will will sit back and be like i, w- I want to know what i want to know what dave Chappelle has to say about israel and palestine i mean that's why during the pandemic i mean he literally released the that special that was what called like eight minutes and 22 seconds or but i probably got the time right time wrong completely but it was the amount of time that that cop had their like foot or knee or whatever on george floyd's neck when he when he died and because people were like wanted to know like what Dave Chappelle thought about this, this stuff. And so, you know, but people don't really, nobody's like, what this stuff in Israel and Palestine is happening. What does Kenny think about it? What does Kenny think about it? And to be honest with you, most of my opinions on like normal stuff like that are so fucking boring. Like my political opinions are like almost every opinion I have when it, in, when it comes to that kind of stuff is like in the center is like literally on both sides is literally being like, yeah, both sides. Like, like especially especially more because you're an empathetic person you can understand (laughs) you know you you can put yourself in someone's shoes you know especially more now than ever after going through trump and biden because i was like the type of person that like i didn't vocally say it nearly as much but i was like dude I, i even have a post that comes up that's like me on facebook worrying about like dude we might like get into a nuclear conflict because trump is so dumb and all of this this was like right after he got elected and everything and then we went through it and be like oh it's just kind of the same and then for but for it to be biden now and for him to be so you know mentally gone and all of that and just be like look n- that's how much it, none of it matters and that's how much both of it both sides suck to the point of like they're really they're probably going to run against each other again and it doesn't matter who wins like it does not matter at all like in the perceived like it's like it's just the perception of people on the far right and perception of people on the far left if the other person wins about how their life is going to be negatively impacted and it's just like i haven't seen negative and and the impacts are on obviously from both of them like some of the economic stuff that was that you see is still stuff because of Obama. It's still stuff because of Trump and stuff because of Biden. So it's just like, it's all just a mess and nobody gives a fuck what I think. Because because comedically, it's like, that's not funny. It's more funny if you take a side, if you're like on one that's of the true. sides, because then you can go hard on the other side. Instead, I just find myself in the middle being like, yeah, you have good points, but 
do you look at this? And then, yeah, you have good points, but do you look at that? And yeah, and like pro wrestling is similar where it's like you want someone to love or hate you. You know what I mean? If you, yeah. if you, if you walk out and they really don't feel anything, you know, yeah. then just like we were saying, like if they don't know who you are, why do they care about They're your opinion on a, on a hot topic that's controversial where like you'd rather just come out and make them feel good and tell them who you are and, and then now they got, you know, who you are. It's like maybe if you played that place 17 times and you got something yeah. and you're looking for something to do and, you know, whatever and you got a long set then sure you know go ahead and try when you have fans as a comic when when i have like fans to the point like that are coming out and but then i'm gonna build my fans off of these them listening to me tell dick jokes and all kinds of that kind of stuff instead and i don't think that, that all of a sudden i'm gonna be like well now let's talk about this like and it's like i obviously have that you know prerogative within my own art to do that if I like see fit but it's just like I don't know I also just feel like when you come to a comedy show that you don't necessarily want like like it's like it's an escape it's like going to watch a movie it's like going or going to watch wrestling going to watch consume something that's not the same shit that we're looking at on social media or this all you know the same headaches <laughs> and all that so I feel like I don't even, you know, it's not even something that I necessarily want to talk about anyway. I'd rather just talk about bullshit and be be silly. Yeah, and that's something I did want to t- say to just kind of circle back to that is that, like, our buddy Brad that we just talked about, yeah. great guy, and uh, as I'm sure you remember, uh, his and his daughter Tori had cancer, yeah. um, you know, and miracle baby, you know. Um, but while he's dealing with that, he goes to a comedy show and a, the comic makes a joke about cancer, and, and he, you know, said that, like, there was a second where his wife and, you know, he looked at each other like, oh, is this, you know, going to make us, you know, lose our composure here or something? Right. We came out for a distraction and here he is kind of almost like semi throwing it in our face. But he said that it was a funny joke and it made them laugh and it was therapeutic. And he was like, hey, if I could laugh at it, then, you know, right. like it, it, was, it opened up my eyes is that like that's what comedy does. Is It's like I said, it, it's therapy, you know, and, and so if you are going to do one of those jokes as a comic, then, you know. Uh, obviously, hopefully it, it, it lands and it makes people laugh and it helps them therapeutically. But if you're just saying, oh, duh, 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 and you just throw in the the R word, you know, or whatever, yeah. and, and just, just to get a, a shock laugh, and that's what I'm not for. It's like when a girl's like, oh, I'm trying to get some guy to go down on me while I'm period. It's like, oh, that's just gross and shocking. You know what I mean? It's like it's like right. a guy saying, this, like, oh, I'm trying to get some girl to go down on me while I'm taking a shit. It's like, both of those things are gross. And, like, right. and someone might laugh at, like, the thought like, of, like, what the hell? But, like, it's not funny. Like, it's not like a... A, a punchline, you know what I mean? You didn't, there's no swerve there, you know? Yeah, like most recently, like I've been trying to do this bit about spanking, about like spank, like disciplinary, like like really like the, the I mean, the, the beginning of the bit now at this point uh, is like me being like, do you think that disciplinary spanking or sexy spanking came first? Like, what do you think? <laughs> and then it's like, that's actually, that is actually funny. And then figuring out like no matter which way it was, like it's weird if it was like this guy was like spanking his wife and he's like, you know who I need to try this out on? the kids like you know what I mean <laughs> or or vice versa and like that part is like you know I would say most people find that funny but the part that's been rough is me being like I, uh, people are against spanking people like don't like like it but I think it's helpful I think spanking really helps my parents like I think my parents would be mad at me and then they would yell at me and then they would spank me and then they would seem happy like they would seem like in a better mood and everything and then I start going through this and I just keep losing people throughout it basically being like who am I to stand in the way of my parents happiness like the pain the physical pain that I felt 
lasted way less than their good emotions afterwards. Like, and then people like I lose people, lose people, like people just kind of, I've done it. I don't know, like maybe like 10 times and they're not jumping on board. And then I'll be like, like this week, this past week I was, there was an audience where it was definitely like almost all older people. And I was, I even said it, I was like, look, you guys are 50 years old. You guys got to get over this shit. Like, come on, <laughs> this was a while ago. You guys were getting spanked. And then that, that middle part really fucks it up. And I might even, I might just have to cut it out, but I really, I don't know. Like as a con, like I don't want to cut that out because then the end part, the ending is it jumps back on board to where most people think it's funny. And that's being like, like, I wish, I think we should have never stopped getting spanked. I think that's the weirdest part about getting spanked as a discipline is like, it stops one day. Like one day you just never get spanked again. And I think we should keep getting spanked. Like imagine if you overdraw your bank account and then you get like a thirty four ninety nine fee. And the next time you go in the bank, one of the tellers bends you over their knee and spanks you. <laughs> you know? yeah, and, so, and so it's like the beginning and end of that joke or like, things that everybody can identify with kind of and they're like oh that's funny which one did come first and yeah it would be funny if the teller spanked me and then in the in that crowd of of the 50 year olds you had the the you had the 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 dad joke where a guy was like depends on what the teller looks like (laughs) like guy yelling out but it's it's like that it's it's a weird thing where we should all be able to laugh at that shouldn't just be like well i got spanked and he's bringing this up i don't know it's just yeah i I did too like i think people are more it's just more of a common thing for even at a comedy show for people to process like is this okay is this okay at like every turn and i think that's a mistake and hopefully we get away from it Mm -hmm. uh more and more but also it's again again building a fan base and if you have your own fan fans and fan base that's that's why some comics become un they become they get to a point where they're not i would i would say to, they're not super funny to the masses but that's because they get a fan base and they really like hone in on that fan base and the things that their fans like mm. i mean there's because there are comics that are considered like far right comics where they just say like they literally just say these most the most like stereotypical like what you would expect to see from a facebook page making fun of woke people right like if you just saw a bunch of memes making fun of woke people there's these like again i'm not calling them this that's just what they're kind of they're called like far right comics and that's all they do and to me it's not that they're not funny like it's not like it's not funny to make fun of woke people it's just that they're doing it's just like the easiest like i could do that if i wanted to like i could easily just be like well i'm just going to go up and be like there's smart people and then there's democrats like you know what i mean where it's like oh that's just I feel like, again, I've seen like 20 meme, 20 different memes that say that, but, uh, I would say, yeah, that's a weird, I guess at least in wrestling, it's more of like people need to be physically dependable. I feel like that's where you can kind of get mad at like your, I'm assuming like your fellow wrestlers, like, cause they don't, if they physically don't work right, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. If they like hurt you or, you know, actually wallop you in the head and you see a flash of light like yeah. that's that's always my bar i'm like you know because stuff happens so i don't take it personally like you, you get hit you, you take a big boot and you actually get booted right in the face a little too hard yeah. you're like, oh that kind of sucked but i didn't see a flash of light i'm not concussed you know we're all good but when someone is someone just like giving you a regular you know punch or i'm letting you 
Yeah. I'm giving my body to you. I'm trusting you. And then you wallop me in the temple with a closed fist and I see a flash of light and I, my knees buckle like, well, then, yeah, I'm going to have some something to say to you. Or, or what we do is we call it giving a receipt. So then now I'm going to, it's like sparring. You, you yeah. want to hit as hard as you want to get hit. So I'm going to go, okay, we're hitting that hard today. I'm going to, wow, I'm going to give him back just what I felt. And then he'll go, oh, okay, I, I I don't want to take this myself and then he'll still lighten <laughs> right. up, you know. Have you found yourself in that position where a guy gives you a receipt? Um, no, I have a, there's one I really wish I would have given someone, but he was so protected. Like, so I, I was like, I'm not going to do it. I just took it. And, um, he was in with like the promoter and, oh, okay. and all this list. I'll say that as all I'll say. Um, but, uh, other than that, uh, more recently at like, um, it was like uh, like during the pandemic, there was no audience stuff. And so we were working with all kinds of different people from different areas, whoever yeah. was, was available and willing to work. And there's one guy who uh, he just wasn't working with me. And so I had to like like use my amateur wrestling high school skills. And I was like, nope, I'm going to hold you here until I'm like ready to let you go. Yeah. And he like kept trying to just, like go out. And, and I'm like, nope, nope. All right. Now I'm going to now I'm going to let yeah. you go. You know, <laughs> so that was like the closest I've come because I just and that's what I would do. I think I don't think I'd really punch someone, but I would just like use my amateur wrestling skills and like get him like and maybe right. put him in a like, legit shoot chokehold. Like, are we going to what are we doing? You know, are we, are we working together? Or are we going to fight? You know, yeah. so cause that's not what we're here to do. I don't I, you know, if I wanted to fight someone for I'd go fight in a cage or go do jujitsu like with like uh, of course. I, I, really quick on that. I wanted to say I remember you. I went for like a few months in my early 20s or whenever when you were doing it and I think you were blue belt or whatever and I was like, oh, hey, Kenny from high school, what's up, dude? And so we were all together and, and um, you know, I just remembered you from high school and I, I, I don't recall you being like a, a, an athlete or whatever of any, right. any kinds, whatever, you know, um, like playing any sports and so no. I was just like, okay, cool. And then like you actually like choked me out with the gi, which I had never had happen before that I recall at that time because yeah. that was like new to me. I'm like, oh, okay, this is, I see, you know, how the gi's a weapon and all that and you can use people's clothes against them you know and all that stuff so yeah it was my, interesting it was fun i remember i was, I was like okay right on kenny you know and, and yeah so yeah that's my favorite my favorite is like it's there's such a big push to nogi now and nogi is very very popular there's a i would i mean i would even argue that like the most popular grapplers right now like are a couple are like a handful of like the nogi guys but yeah i prefer i don't really train too that's much. probably because of mma i'm guessing yeah because like, yeah, of the because tr there's just always the argument of like oh like the gi stuff doesn't transition to the streets but it's like if you're a black i've heard belt, that if you're a black belt in the gi you're gonna be fine in the streets like yeah you're gonna be the only i would say the only time like let's say if i ended up in the streets fighting a guy who's also is does equally or better that or equally as good or better than me at jujitsu and they train no gi all the time and i train gi i guess there's a chance that in a street fight like maybe they're a little bit more prepared but it's like at that point if you're fighting somebody who's trained on any level you're already in a different kind of fight like that's already going to be a different kind of street fight that's not really what you that's even the self-defense of training jujitsu that's not technically what you train for you don't train for to be to for your training to like defend yourself typically against people that don't know much mm -hmm. you know what i mean and if you get yourself in a fight with somebody that knows a lot i mean it's like just a that's already a different 
a different thing. And now it's a chess battle of, of you know human physicality versus just some guy trying to bum rush you, and then you going, okay, this is what I'm going to do now because I know jiu-jitsu when someone's running at me, how to like use that momentum against them and all that. Exactly. Yeah, I have heard that like um, the the gi doesn't translate as far as like because like the the gi is like a, a towel for those of you who don't know, it's really thick yeah. and then it's tied on tight with this like belt. So it's like if you if you were to pull me like trying to throw me by my tank top right now, this will probably just rip off. You know what right. I mean? Versus and, and then and then you know so like. I heard like like clothing, unless like they're in a nice thick, you know, shirt. Yeah, or if something. they're in, like a jacket, like a lot yeah. of times it's like if you have like a jacket on, that's gonna that'll act help. way more like a gi. But it's at this. If you're in a t-shirt, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's gonna then a, be as useful. Possibly, I don't know. Any, I would say anybody that is a, a like a, is a true, a truly at the level of like a purple belt and up because it's white, blue, purple, brown, black, and when you get to when you get to purples, like when they're kind of like. That's like considered the upper belts, purple, brown, and black, and that's and if you're a, if you're legitimately a purple belt, it doesn't. If you train in the gi, it doesn't matter. If you get your hands on somebody, especially because the amount of training that you do compared to something like like other martial arts, like the taekwondos, the karates, and stuff like that, where you can kind of just go through the motions, excuse me, and end up getting like a black belt. Um, in jujitsu, you just can't do that. So by the time you have like a purple belt, you can defend yourself and you practice non gi grips enough for like a self-defense situation yeah, you're not going to be like stuck you know oh you know yeah. what i mean like not being able to defend yourself just because of the gi thing like you're still going to be able to kick someone's ass who's yeah. like you know just trying to bum rush you some some bar drunkard to, to me the gi is just that's the chess of jujitsu like the uh, the gi is the the chess and a lot of a lot of people i think they train no gi early, uh, really early on. And so they feel like uh, you get slippery after you start sweating. People can't really hold on to you as much as if I just if I hold on to you. So then let's say you're rolling with higher belts and you're rolling in a gi and you're newer. It's, and then you roll no gi, you're going to feel better at no gi. You're yeah, going to yeah. feel like you're better because they have a harder time getting grips on you. Especially like I notice a lot of like strong guys like guys that come in and like have lifted a lot of weights a lot of obviously a lot of wrestlers stuff like that like really strong guys tend to like love nogi as well because it's like somebody who's maybe not nearly as strong as them but just know how to hold on to a gi um, can get grips on them and like not let them move and everything so it's all it's like all relative and interesting um you said you were watching. You watch Andrew Santino's special, or you do you watch a lot of like comedy specials. Yeah, I try to. That's like what I'll really mainly sit down when I have a moment um, to just sit and enjoy watching TV, which is rare. But um, I'll, I'll put on a comedy special because that's just going to take me out of the world I'm in and and, and just you know make me happy and all yeah. that. Yeah, I don't. I per, I don't watch that much comedy. Um, it's hard for. I mean, because I'm obviously I'm around it all the time, so it's like mm. I see it live constantly. Same and, with wrestling with me. I really yeah. don't watch a lot of it anymore. And live comedy is way better. Like, I can get a way more better assessment of of the comedy by watching it live than watching the special. It's funny because I just, I just watched, like, 10 minutes of two specials last night just because I was, like, really interested in just checking out how they were. And that was uh, Matt Reif's special came out – did it come out? Yeah, it came out yesterday. And I watched like 10 minutes of that. And then uh, Ralph Barboza has a special called Cowabunga. And I watched 10 minutes of that. The, I liked Ralph Barboza's special was good. Like the jokes were good. I was like, okay, this is, I can get on, I can get on board with this. Matt Rife's is, I want to 
say that as a comic, I want to say this correctly. Not that he, I mean, I don't know the guy. I'm not going to. I'm probably not going to ever know the guy, but I'm not just trying to shit on him. Like by the time you get a Netflix special, you're you're a funny comedian. I can't say that you're not fun. I can't be like, why does this guy have a Netflix special? He's not funny. I just, I watch 10 minutes and I watch it with my girlfriend. Cause sometimes I try to just be like, am I a hater? Like, am I, am I a hater? Am I just being a hater and stuff? But I watched it. Like my girlfriend was there working on shit and she, so she's like kind of watching it in the background too. And I turned it off after 10 minutes and I was just like, that's not great. Right. That's not very, very. And this guy is like the most popular fucking comic right now the most popular person in comedy a lot of off of crowd work which i also probably compare with him because i do a lot of crowd work too you know what i mean and so it's like i but i the special is his jokes obviously it's not crowd work it's in a big theater and all that but it's uh i love how it's, much of your show is crowd work by the way i it's love it not strong like the jokes aren't strong i'd be interested to, i'm interested for you to if you check it out to see what oh, you, yeah to see Please, what I'll you think it. about it. i'm interested to like it's one of the specials I'm interested to ask like a hundred people, a hundred people, all different people, comics, non-comics. Like I want my mom to watch it because my mom literally could, <laughs> hit me up and was like, you know who you need to get in with is this guy. And she sends me like a, a clip of <laughs> a clip of Matt Rife and she's like, we're trying to get tickets to see him live. And we looked like all over the West Coast and we can't, we, they're sold out everywhere. My mom just wants, my mom wants to go see him live and I'm interested for her to like watch the special and then if she, she like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's not, again, it's not the fact that the special exists, that the, it's the fact that this is the, like one of, if you're like looking at like comedy, having a few different people that are like the biggest right now, another one, do you know Shane Gillis? I've heard of him. Shane Gillis. I would really, I'd highly recommend watching his last, his Netflix special. Uh, it's really, his, his is really, really good. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm interested. I'm interested. You got to check out Matt, right? <laughs> check out Matt. It's funny because I'm more interested for you to check out the special that I don't like than a really good I'm like, this is going to be a very good special. Just watch this. I'm like, no, no, no. You got to watch this one that you might not like. First. Okay. No. I, I, yeah. And it's interesting. It's interesting for me too. Cause there are some comedians that are, I'm like, my buddy and I talk about this. Like I didn't hear one like set up punchline joke and not that every comedian needs to have that because yeah. you know but like again i love that how much of your show is crowd work um like uh ian bags a guy that i like to does a lot of, like his whole show is pretty much yeah. riffing with the crowd so i love that shit because it feels more intimate real and versus just like oh like oh kids i have them and i'm like i don't have kids so you're real better to be damn funny you know what i mean yeah. if you're sitting you're talking about like like other parents are relatable ha, ha yeah us too like cool but like i, I don't like it better be funny. You know, that's all yeah. I'm saying. Cause like, I, I don't care to hear people talk about their kids. I'm sorry. Just be honest. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even my friends, I'm just like, how are your kids doing? Great. Cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like I'm, I'm happy that you guys are happy and having a great life. But like, I, I just, I don't know. Kids aren't part of my part of my life plan. So I, I, I'm just I'm like, all right, man, like your kid better have done some funny ass shit. Cause if it's not funny, then you're just like telling, this is just you talking to like your friends, you know what I yeah. mean? You know, kids, kids are like, a, I should do this as a, I, this, I should do this as a bit or try it at some point, but kids are like, uh, I feel like kids are the plug into the matrix. Like kids are what plug you into that little pod in the matrix. Cause everybody that has a kid, all that, like, it's literally like they kind of just fall in line and they think a certain, like they like think That's a certain way. They even, even the way they just, like the way their their mind works towards like all children like they almost become a parent of all children like 
Like you, you, if you, if I see a kid doing something like wrong in public, I'm like, oh shit, like okay, like <laughs> and then just walk away. But like if someone has children, it's like they're way more likely to be like, well, I've got to parent these children too. You know what I mean? If they see kids out you doing shouldn't so- do that, yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> seeing kids doing shit wrong, it's fucking wild. They also parent adults too. You ever notice that, man? I can't. I'm like, dude, like you're not my dad, bro. Yeah. Like I was walking to a wrestling menu with my friends. We're like. Got some great seats, and this guy's like he goes like this to my friend and stops him from walking. So his like fan, and this is like a big, f- like ten foot wide hallway. I was like, bro, I almost like ducked under his shit because I'm like, dude, just, just some guy in a sweaty trucker hat, you know, yeah, this flannel on. I'm like, great, bro, like Mister, like f- blue collar family man, great. That's cool for you, do that, dude. But don't don't come out here like to yeah. other men like. Hey, you know, like, like, I'm like, we were just trying to walk. Don't block right. me from walking. You yeah, know what well, I mean? Like, you're not my wild. father. Yeah, there's some shit like that where, like, okay, like, I think they take it too far. It gets to their heads, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why I noticed some of my friends when they get kids, we we beach for a minute and and we went our separate ways because it was like you couldn't be told anything that you're less than perfect because you're the man of the house, yada yada. Yeah. You know, you're you're, and I get it. It's, it's kind of like teachers. The teachers are the same way, especially like looking back after you're an adult yes. and thinking back on teachers like, oh, and being F like, oh, lady, you just have dude. authority over kids, but it's not even any real authority. You're just like putting it out on the table because you can, <laughs> yeah. you know, with kids who can't do anything, 100%. you know what I mean? And then you're going to spin it like, oh, he's being disruptive in class. And now I'm going to be in trouble with my mom and dad because I talked back to you. So I just got to shut up. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, there was teachers that, and I went to a private school, man. That shit was, that's just a whole nother level. Like you talk about spanking. They were allowed to spank us at my principal was allowed to spank me. He brought this big, thick, like one and a half inch paddle with holes in it. That's like yeah. a foot, like a square foot. And he's like, Oh, but you're in third grade. It said K through two on it. And he goes, you, if I see you here one more time with this bigger paddle, like, like an extra two, just thick and bigger hole. Like, Oh, like this thing's going to destroy me. My, yeah. my, I'm going to be hamburger meat down there. I had, I got, I in Texas before I moved, before I moved to California in elementary school, in the public elementary school in Texas, they could ask your parent. The, they would ask. You, they would like give your parent the option. Like, do you want us to spank your kid? And I got spanked once by the principal. Really? Yeah. And it was, by, was it was like a leather. It was like a leather strap. It wasn't a belt. It was like a leather strap, but it was like thick. It was very. It was very thick. And I. I just remember, the the principal being like, "Do you get Do you get spanked at home?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Look, I don't know how it works at home, but here, it's like this is you're gonna get spanked with this, and you're gonna get three licks." Were your pants on or off? <laughs> uh, off or on, on, okay. on, and and that was it. Yeah, that was the other. It was like over the pants, and it's like okay. I'm like, this is easy. Like, <laughs> yeah, pants on. Three, Got my nice jeans three, on today. We're yeah, good. three hits. I think I'm good. To, I'm good to go. Dude. I got but, so used to them. I used to have to like fake like cry or whatever. One thing one time I was laughing like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Was okay. I just think every day because you remember you, you would get. Uh, you, my teacher did this way. If you were talking, you pulled a ticket yep. or whatever. And if you had like three in that day, you're, you're screwed. You yeah, know it I mean? would be five green. for the week. You're done. It would start with green. Yep. We, cause we had a daily thing where it would be, you, everybody would have a green card and then it would be yellow, orange, and then red. And then you had to take your card home and give it to your parents. So right. it's like, Oh, green. I got a green card. I got a green Mom, card. Red today. And, and then red, red, you went to the principal's office um, no matter what. So if it was literally yeah. just like you wouldn't stop talking, yeah, that, that was, would that be, was, that was yeah, me. that would be, you'd literally get a red card from not talking or you could like slap a kid across the face and then you'd go from green, <laughs> you'd like go from green to red. Like yeah, thinking about it, it's yeah. like the system made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> the system was just up to the teacher, which is wild. But speaking of all, all of this and school stuff, next 
summer we have our 20 year high school reunion yes which cool. is wild they reached out to we me. look great don't we though yeah, you yeah. know doesn't look like doesn't look like we're 37 no not at all like you've aged phenomenally man <laughs> you have to you have to oh, thanks i actually they actually sunscreen. asked they hit me up and asked me to mc the hell yeah you should event so i'm gonna i plan on i plan on doing that it'll that'll be i like agree i, I like agree to do these things like that, or I'll have like it's like a comedy show for our jujitsu like Christmas party, and then I like get to it and I think about it. like the more I think about it, the more I'm like it also makes no sense for me to MC like because like they're having me MC it because I'm a comedian, but like as a comedian I just talk a bunch of shit, so it's like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, but I, I mean I can talk on a mic for fucking ever if I need to, so it's like it's not too big of a deal. It'll be interesting. I think they said like uh, they I'm gonna go look like at some point in the next couple months like go look at the venue. Or whatever, but it'll be like, yeah, next July, which I didn't even, I didn't go to the 10 year high school uh, reunion. Are you chatting with Ramoni? Yeah. Yeah, she's the best. Love you, Ramoni. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, still being the president. Yes, I <laughs> even, voted for her. Even even 20 years later. Right. But she's yeah, awesome. We'll, we'll see, see how that all pans out. Should be like, should be a fun time. Should be interesting. 20, I feel like 10 years isn't enough. I didn't go to the 10 year. Um, Me neither. I just got together with a couple of buddies to went to a bar, had some few drinks, you know. And like, then we were, we're, we're, we are also like the social media became popular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Legitimately. Yes. Like a year or two after we I were out that. of high school. So we like didn't see the people from our high school for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden we started being like MySpace friends. Mm-hmm. And then in t- like 2007, that's when the masses started getting on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And so then we all became Facebook friends and, mm-hmm. we, and then Instagram in 2011. And we've all like kind of, the, at least the people that you knew, you kind of have kept up with them. So it wasn't, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like, and, and I don't think very many people had that much going on 10 years. Yeah. Like at, we, at 10 we, years, but people have more shit going on at 20 years. More things have happened. So I think it'll be a lot more, uh, a lot more interesting. Yeah, like a lot more people have kids now. Like people are, are like set in different careers. Like some people were, we're all still trying to you know find our way in life and whatnot. Yeah. You know, some people yeah did the right after college route, and even then they're maybe still you know interning their jobs. So like they're you know yeah. the, everyone was still like in that you know finding life stage, and now everyone's kind of settled down a little more. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it's gonna uh, be crazy. People interesting and, to see and, everybody. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't have any expectations other than just to hope the smile and, and see some faces that I'm like, Oh, that'd be great. You know, that I haven't yeah. seen in a while that I do see on Facebook and I'm, you know, I know that's what I liked about it too, about Facebook is like we're current and like, I didn't feel the need to go see all these people cause I chatted with them on Facebook, you know, yeah. whatever. And I saw, I know what's going on. So I, I do like that aspect of it. It's like, it's, it is a social aspect that I like about uh, the healthy thing about social media. I feel like is you get to, feel in contact with people that I, me and you, for example, yeah. like this probably wouldn't have happened without well, social media. Um, I did like that. We would run into each other at open mic nights. <laughs> I would see this guy doing open mic nights. And then yeah. now I see him here headline the rec room. And so I just wanted to put you over on that front, man. And, you know, I was just having fun doing music or whatever. And, and, and I thought, Oh, everybody kidding. Oh, he's doing comedy. Cool. Oh, he's like, yeah, he's really good. See me over and, at, uh, what was it? Cochino's uh, comedy night over in, starting gate that yeah, was like yeah. pre-pandemic he has it and he, that was like my first time seeing you like go like because i just i know you were i knew you, I knew you were doing shows but like you were just honing your craft yeah. you know at the open mics trying new material so that's why i kind of would run into you and then i saw you at a comedy show at yeah cochino what's up cochino uh comedy and um 
I was like, wow, he's on the circuit. Like, you know, like, yeah. I, I'm at, and you know, I knew that those comedies, the, the comedians he brings there are like professionals, mm-hmm. the touring comedians and you know, all that stuff. It's not an open mic night kind of a thing. Yeah. You know? Everybody, everybody goes there. He doesn't like me that much because I, because I do crowd work. He doesn't like the con. He doesn't really, I mean, cause it's, he's more old school. Okay. Where the con- like, he, he, cause he, he'll, he'll try to tell the comics, don't talk to my crowd is what he, <laughs> what he always says, but he, he does crowd work. It's funny cause he does yeah, crowd yeah, work Yeah, he himself. does it though. That's funny. Maybe that's why he's like, don't yeah. take my bit or but something. He, I don't he know. used to be able to be like that. Now it's too harder to, to do that kind of shit. Like it's kind of opened up and it's not that much like that anymore. But, uh, what do you, do you have anything to promote before we end it? Um, you know, just, uh. I wrestle at United Wrestling Network. Uh, they they have like some network deals and syndication. Uh, I don't know what what network they'll be on next, but um, the, I just worked the local circuit. I'm the party captain on Instagram, uh, and I'm not, really, I'm not on my Twitter because I don't like that. It's too negative. Like it's, that's, <laughs> right. that's what I don't like about social media. It's, it's so impersonal. I feel like I'm just watching a bunch of people's ads and retweets. I'm like, I don't care about yeah, this. You know, I've never been I've never been a Twitter or X guy or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I have one, but I barely rarely ever use it. I'm more Instagram, Facebook. To be honest with you, of all things, Facebook works the best for me which most people cool. hate. most people hate facebook but it's like that's where i get the most like real fans uh and people trying to like actually come see me do comedy so yeah uh, like, facebook i like the, forever. The, i feel like facebook has the most actual connection you yeah. know and then ig secondary and then twitter's like far i, the I think most it's because the people with, i think it's because the people that actually have money are on facebook <laughs> the <laughs> people that have money that actually go do things are cruising facebook and then instagram's more just an aesthetics yeah based based thing you look you can you can look cool on there uh for me uh, you could go to my website hey kenny it's kenny.com i'll be in tulsa at the end of the year for new year's eve then january 5th i'll be at aguas caliente casino in palm springs and then the rest of 2024 i'll be going everywhere little rock philly uh dc boston arizona so oh, yeah you can find it all there or look me up on instagram hey kenny it's kenny but uh, thanks for doing the podcast, dude. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Man. We'll have to definitely. I'm gonna be like scheduling these days out to like get get them together. So I have to have, I have to have you come back and follow up and everything. Definitely, this is fun, it. man. Hell yeah.